Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Ross. Uh, and this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road and probably a virus update at some point just because... Uh... Everything and everything corona. <laughs> hopefully. Actually, hopefully this is a good little reprieve from reality. Yeah, we're not really going to talk about it that much at all. Uh, I'm <laughs> working from home. He's still having to go to work for now. We'll figure it out in the future. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Address as needed. Yeah. So, first things up, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't talk about Bronco, and I think, I literally think these pictures were released the night, the last episode we recorded, these pictures came out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think they were out by the time that we actually had finished recording. They, like, came out during recording. Right. But it, it's nothing groundbreaking. Not that anything with the Bronco has been. See, I liked it because it didn't have crazy off-road tires on them this time. So, like, you actually get a look mm. at what most of these are going to look like, probably. Right, like a sport, a Wrangler Sport or Sport S exactly. or, like, Sahara equivalent. Yeah, which is a nice change. Yeah, they don't have the crazy 35 inches or whatever. Right, so basically it's just, imagine a Bronco with a fixed hard top and... I can't tell what they are, but they probably look like an equivalent of like a Goodyear Wrangler SRA, like the factory OEM tire that comes on the on the Wrangler for the base trim, you know, for standard street trims. Um, those wheels are kind of funky, though. They're like six-spoke wheels that get bigger towards the lip. Yeah, it's it Not is. Not sure what to make of kind that. Kind of a weird cut on the wheel have to see in person if we ever see it in person because uh, New York Auto Show's canceled and they canceled the Bronco reveal the unveiling was actually canceled yeah so it looks it de- i mean we're we're talking about wheels on a vehicle that's 100% going to have aftermarket wheels put on them just like I'm as, I'm assuming the same Bronco owner is going to treat it like a regular yep. owner would and they're definitely going to be switching wheels coming this SEMA yeah <laughs> so it, 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 it all is, of the wheel options for the Bronco yeah uh, the the removable roof looks so much thicker than a Wrangler roof, though. It does. It's girthy. And it also looks like the luggage rack or the roof rack attaches to the, like, the windshield frame. <clears throat> yeah, the top frame has, like, they're not latches, but it definitely looks like mounting points. So I'm wondering if that's structural, if it's if it contributes to like rigidity in any way or if it's purely for like loading a roof box yeah i don't know and, and the one on the background looks like it has some weird stuff along the the windshield top too but like i mean obviously these are test vehicles they're definitely not supposed to be released and and talked about uh mm-hmm. but it yeah that's it looks a little ungainly like it looks like it'd be kind of hard to use doesn't look like it's going to be i mean i'm sure they have created some you know quick way of releasing it but you know the um the jk wrangler so the prior generation wrangler was problematic with the hard top because you, you couldn't actually put a roof rack on the only way to mount the roof rack was to go around the hard top and like down to the side of the frame or to just have like a super light roof rack that mounted to the actual material of the roof they fixed that with the jl somewhat but this looks like it does look like it's kind of modular for the roof itself 
It looks like it has I, I, modular pieces for even the rear seat. Like it looks like you could run driver and front passenger and then the entire rear seat off and <laughs> keep the back cab. Which Right. Second row Targa. Which to me would just be like a big cup to catch wind on the back of it. Right? <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like the uh, the cars from like, and I'm probably getting the era wrong, but like the 30s, like with all the super earlier yeah. 20s, yeah. <laughs> 10s. I don't, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm showing like my, the exposed, uh, knowledge the on exposed that. chauffeurs. Yeah, it's like, okay, so uh, so the fancy people get to ride where they want. I, I don't know. It does. It, I, I do wonder if that means the roof rack can slide at all or if it just kind of picks up and comes off. I don't know. Yeah, I know. We'll see. We're, we're going to have to wait, wait for them to reveal it. but If that ever happens. God, God I hope so. Anyways. But there is another right. glimpse of the two-door uh, in the background, and we kind of talked the last mm-hmm. time a little bit about how small that rear three-quarter window looks. But when the, you the greenhouse is tiny. Yeah, but when you take the roof off, though, holy crap, does that look spacious? It does. Like roofless, it obviously looks spacious because it's just roll bar. The thing is, though, if you compare that to, if, I'm willing to bet that when this thing comes out, if you park it side by side next to a Wrangler, the body line on this is going to come up way higher than the body line on the Wrangler. Like if you're just sitting inside of it, yeah. versus where the Body line ends on your shoulder right, or right, right. Yeah. head. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, or I could be wrong. I mean, it could be like stadium seating in the back, and it could be totally fine. But Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I like it. I, I like them a lot. Do you want to talk about the, yeah. the hood latches? Looking forward to it. The hood latches. So they're not really hood latches, but there are these plastic rungs hoops not hoops they're not round tie downs but yeah they're like anchor points on the front of the hood starting at the actual hood line and it looks like you know my first thought was like african safari kind of vehicle where you would tie like a cable from the hood to the actual like front of the roof above the windshield so you could blast away any trees or branches or crap that try to hit the vehicle um I don't know if that's exactly what they're going for here, but maybe it's something more for like tying down kayaks or uh, light bars. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It it looks pretty intense. I th- you know it. I think I had the same inclination ahead. as you. Is like it's it looks like the Overland guys where they would attach their wires to to keep brush off the windshield from cracking the windshield, but even that's a. That's a large space to try to like tie down. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other thought that even crossed my mind was the Wranglers have the, the latches, the physical like snap over latches that help tie the hoods down. Yeah. But this, it, it's almost impossible to tell from the pictures, but it doesn't look like it has anything to do with that. And it might purely be style. Yeah. I mean, it, it might just, the problem with style is it's sub- subjective. <laughs> True, but, you know, like Civic Type R has fake vents, so maybe this is just there for the sake of it being there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to see it in person. Uh, <laughs> My body is ready. <laughs> yeah, like, 
I can feel it in my, in my, I'm, to be honest, I want to drive one. Like, <laughs> don't tell me where you can feel it. I don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I just want to go drive one. It does look like a, a, like looking at the rear window with the hard top on and the spare, like it looks like you have maybe eight inches of like vertical space to look through out the back. It's not going to be a lot, which that's, that's the, uh, a pet peeve of mine. So. Yeah, the spare tire does cut less into the rear window than it does on the Wrangler, which might be an indication of how much bigger and how much taller the tailgate is versus the yeah, the uh, body length. The, the rear window itself. But you know you know how on the Wrangler you have to swing the gate out to get the window open? Yeah. Maybe their move here was that you don't have to swing the tailgate out. Oh, I bet you have to still. <laughs> you think so? I don't think that's... I, I mean, the picture is... The quality of the picture is not, not strong that, enough. But that, that, that would that would be a clutch move if you could pop the window open without actually having to pull the tailgate out. Dude, that third brake light's pretty tall. <laughs> it is, but the Isuzu V-Cross had a rear window that was like moon shaped. Right, right, right. So what what if it's like a moon shaped rear window that opens with clearance for the light and the tire? Uh, the car designer in me wants oddly shaped windows the accountant in me says how much does that window cost because it's only going on one model triple what it otherwise could yeah so i'm assuming it's just a a rectangle window there probably but yeah you can pull it at threats even from the rear you can see the kind of break in the roof line at the back of the the second row Mm -hmm. like i i think you're gonna be able to pull pull it all off and leave that that back cab on me too yeah there's definitely modular sections um there's a really strange not character line but in the back three quarters if you look at the roof just above the latches for the rear window and above that that cargo window it almost looks like the section of roof itself would come off and just leave like the glass, you know, that section with the yeah. plastic and the glass. I'm hoping but it's just that, a trip rail. I I think it's probably just yeah, just visual uh, trickery. I don't know, but we can't know because the reveal got scrubbed. Sad. So we'll just have to hope that maybe it'll be a thing again someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, if nothing else, it'll give them more time to work on R&D and like their marketing tactics, and it'll give Jeep more time to work on their response. Yeah, that's at a certain point here, like, I think Jeep should just put out an ad to be like, waiting on a Bronco? Buy a Wrangler. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't some companies do that when uh, Tesla was struggling to launch cars? Oh, I don't know. Wasn't it, I can't remember who it was, but it, it might have been like BMW or somebody was like, oh, we offer a plug-in. Oh, that's pretty... You can't get your Tesla in time? So that, I could be completely making that up. Don't take my word for it. I saw but, a BMW ad today that was like, try to stop the virus, buy an i8. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, like this God, is not. I saw somebody shared that in a group that I'm in. And I was like, that is the least tasteful yeah, thing ever. You need to fire your ad team on this one like that. That one's, a, that one's bad. I know. I know. I, I have a hard time even just like putting out a notification like, that we're open for business, yeah. <laughs> you know, let alone like, let alone try and sell vehicles, right? <laughs> like using the actual 
coronavirus as a marketing tactic, it's just bad. It's yeah, not good. Definitely wouldn't do it. So we're gonna move on to our next topic here. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Rodeo. Um, since Geneva got yes, scrubbed, like Rodeo Drive. <laughs> Uh, Roof has come out with a concept that they were going to uh, debut at the Geneva Motor Show. They just went ahead and released it to everybody. It is a... Oh, man. I'm going to get it wrong. Is it a 99... It's a 911. Well, it's a 911, so we'll start there. Right. I don't know um, if it's a 991 or 992. Or, or No, it's not, because based on the rear end, it's... Um, Honestly, it looks like a 993 rear end. I'm. This is the first time looking at it. I heard them talking about it on TST. I glanced at the pictures. Yeah. This is the first time looking at it up close. It's it's definitely a design concept, and so they've done a lot of work to the vehicle that I don't even think the back end that's on it was the back end that the car started with. So whatever the base model was, that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, they basically tried to create a uh, kind of like a Paris Dakar-inspired vehicle but it's also just kind of a design study that they wanted to do uh yeah it's so the premise behind it is i i think it's a 993 on which it's based okay um so take a 993 paint it tan paint the bottom trim so that it has avalanche style cladding green yep uh, put a patina-looking bull bar on the front, oh, and the same with... It's not patina. It's leather-wrapped. Oh, I know, but <laughs> just looking at the pictures, it looks like patina, and oh. it, it, from afar, looks janky, and supposedly it's like Ralph Lauren leather, which is going to be exquisitely expensive. Um, and then put a roof rack on with probably uh, duffel bags that cost more than the vehicles that I own combined in worth and then uh yeah it's uh it's supposed to be off-roady because it has mud flaps oh. and a leather wrapped bull bar i, w- I want to know what kind of michelins those are i've never seen michelins with that aggressive att- they almost look like a winter tire yeah um probably if i had to guess the same thing that happens with like car show tires <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> this is uh it's a, a tire that looks awesome on a concept but never actually going to make it through manufacturing um i i don't know i i love roof you know one of the iconic tuning companies of my life if not of the last like you know 40 years for german cars but but like if you're gonna off-road a rally car, why do you want it wrapped in leather? Yeah, and why does it have and leather I, straps on the 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 trunk or the bat, the engine cover on the back? The frunk like has leather yeah, straps. Yeah, the, the like, frunk holds itself closed. Yeah, like it all of the need... <laughs> the shovel. Like what? Right, like there's uh, the the shovel in question is it it looks like an emergency dig-out shovel, but it's like it's like leather strapped to the actual hood over the engine in the back that has to be Um, so warm like if you were running across the desert right driving this thing so it's like if you're going to drive this thing the way that their quote-unquote design study or whatever would want you to that shovel would destroy the trunk yeah i do like the interior seat uh insert fabric it's kind of kind of Mexican blanket styled. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You wouldn't be able to. The reason I like it is you wouldn't uh, be able to tell when the kids got that seat fabric dirty. Okay. It's so busy. You're not. <laughs> list of ways in which you're not the uh, target audience for the buyer of this car. Oh, 100%. But it's supposed to be like a one off. Yeah. Know? They're only going to build one of these things, but. Oh, good God. Um, I'd rather have like Lee Keen's car, you know, the Keen Project cars oh, yeah. or, or something like that. This is uh, this is going to be a great car for Ralph Lauren to park in his storage facility and and look at. Just be like, remember that one time? <laughs> yeah, right. Pocket change. Dude, the picture with it sitting next to the lady on the horse is pretty great. So fucking funny. I was like, oh is, that, is that a fake horse? It doesn't look big oh enough. Oh my god. <laughs> it is so funny. It's like the only thing more expensive than cars per uh, per pound is a fucking horse. And he got one in a picture. The horse is also taller than the car. Yeah. Like not just the uh, rider being taller, the horse <clears throat> horse itself is not just the luggage like the <laughs> roof line. The it's taller than the luggage. <clears throat> Honestly, they could fix this whole thing by getting rid of the shit on the roof. Like, that is going to kill the aerodynamics of the car. Yeah. They, if they got rid of that, they got rid of the BS leather wrap, the nonsense on the lights and the bubble bar, and then just fucking did away with all of that cheap, like, the expensive stuff on the on the outside and left all the expensive stuff on the inside and the engine as a roof engine, it would be improved by a 5,000-fold. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm getting way too worked up over a car that I will I'll never even see, let alone think about affording. Yeah, I I got stuck because the Petrolicious article was like, we're guessing any Midwest enthusiast with a penchant for Porsche rallying heritage would be in on this, and I was like, there's nothing about this car that says Midwest. Like, this this car screams like it belongs no. in Scottsdale. Like, <laughs> seriously, yeah, this is like uh, your 14th car on your ranch. You know, and like outside, like Boulder or Aspen or something. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun. We'll, anyway. we'll put pictures of it in the in the show notes. I'd like I like to throw the off road cars in here, but like whether or not that one's actually used for our off road, like they drove it on some dirt to take some pictures, but that doesn't really count. Right. It doesn't count. I might drive up to Mount Washington on Saturday with the Miata, and that would include some driving on dirt. Ooh. So look, I have a I have a roof rodeo. You would have done. You would have done as much off roading yeah. as that car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh God. So we're moving from one awkward uh, concept into man. I'm really intrigued by these next things, and I found out. These dudes have a TV show. On, Do they really? I think so. I think I saw something on roll through through Twitter. So I I don't know if I talked about electric classic cars on the podcast before. I know I've written a number of posts for Hooniverse about. Yeah, I them. don't. I don't. I don't know if we've touched on it. Um, like, I I vaguely think I have something in my mind about we discussed electric beetles at one point okay like i'm on board with that <laughs> ev ev west or something okay. one of those companies so this is a, a uk based uh shop and they are taking just about anything and getting electric powertrains into them and 
I, this went through my timeline recently, and it was the the video of they put. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not 100% sure what kind of electric powertrain into a Land Rover Defender, and it saved them a crazy amount of weight um, from taking out the the four cylinder diesel to putting in these these specific battery packs. And right, iron block diesel. Yeah, and they they filmed a video of it crawling up basically a, a brook uh, in the English countryside. Yeah. And it's fantastic because you can't hear anything except the stream the whole video. All you hear is just water running. Yeah. You don't even hear the, the truck moving at all. And like, and then in the other video, the one with it going over the little berm, it's like, it's just wind. You don't hear the, the truck moving. Yeah. I'm trying to, is it, it's ASMR, right? <clears throat> The thing where the the sound thing, yeah, yeah. Also, just a side note, uh, and this is probably something that just didn't get taken off in the retrofitting. But the one, the truck, when it's the video crawling up the brook, it still has a snorkel on. It there. still does. In Not the sure other if one you too. saw that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like that's really funny. <laughs> that's where. And then I saw something else today where it was like I was today years old when I learned that people put fake snorkels on their cars, and I was what? No. Yeah, I was like, if you're gonna put it on, you at least gotta attach it correctly. But yeah, right. Um, so the long and the short of it is, electric off-roading would be the best. Yeah, that would be so great. I'm I'm really intrigued by it. Like I, I and I've talked about it before. Like I understand like long distance off-roading would be bad. Right, that would be problematic. But like running a couple hundred miles near home. I would daily a, an electric Defender or an electric, you know, Forerunner or Land Cruiser in a heartbeat right. or an FJ or something. Definitely. Like, wouldn't even think twice. So I need what I need to figure out is uh, see if I can get some contact for the information for these guys. See if we can talk to them about their their off their vintage off roaders that they put electric vehicle uh, motors in because they they've done it to a Defender, they've done it to a Range Rover. Um, mm. And they've done to something else. Well, good. It'll make the Range Rover less of a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you you just have to wonder, like, do they rewire everything? Like, did they take out <laughs> yeah. all of the Lucas oh, or just yeah. only the powertrain <laughs> electrics? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope everything. Um, you can't leave the Prince God. of Darkness in there. <laughs> Yikes. Um, you know why they call him that, right? Because the, when the wiring <laughs> fails, your lights go out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So it's Lucas, the Prince of Darkness. That's that's working Lucas, from the old British car Prince company there again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, these are good. You know, it, obviously, this is probably the videos that we've seen are filmed pretty close to where their facilities are. Um, if they can be charged with like a Tesla supercharger or something, that would be great. Yeah, it just kind of depends on which which system they install in there, um, mm-hmm. and whether or not the, it, I know like Electrify America, I think is a company that has a lot of mm-hmm. chargers that they're putting across the country. For the UK, yep. I don't I don't know what they have available to them, but that's definitely something that I'm going to try and I'm I'm trying to reach out to these guys see if I can get a hold of them. Yeah, I mean it's pretty interesting because I was bored last week and dicking around on craigslist as you do <laughs> and you can find like a cj5 or cj7 um 
you know, or something in that vein for like $2,000. And then most people do something like a 350 or a 302. Yeah. But it would be, you know, if you spend 1500 bucks or two grand on like a small block Chevy, why not spend an extra $1,000 or whatever it is to do an electric conversion? So, not right now. You gotta go downstairs. I gotta finish with Ross first. <laughs> go back downstairs. I can't do it, but <laughs> getting stir crazy with the uh, quarantine. <laughs> oh no, no, he wants uh, uh, some Hershey Kisses that that he abused the other day. Yeah. So I hid the bag, Uh-oh. and it's out of his reach. <laughs> ah, yeah, sugar and lots of sugar is what they need cooped up, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Anyways, Electric Defender, let's uh, yeah, let's revisit this, and I hope that going forward we do have even more of these retrofits. Definitely. They definitely, it, there's a Range Rover 2 for sure. <laughs> Good news is I the, can take uh, out my words. Seriously. So the antithesis of this is I have seen two Heritage Edition Land Cruisers this week. Really? Really, one was a black one, just like the one that was on the, you know, on the press tour, yeah, and that they had at the auto shows. Um, it completely caught me by surprise, and looks amazing. Even though the roof basket doesn't really fit like the otherwise yeah. pretty stealthy vibe, um, but you know, the bronze wheels and like no side steps is a killer look for that truck. Um, and then the local Toyota dealer has a white one really? parked right out front. Hmm. And the dealership is closed because coronavirus, but, <laughs> but they have a, a white Heritage Edition Land Cruiser parked right out front, right next to a normal one. And then So they have two on the lot? No, they just have the white one. The, oh. uh, the black one was on like registered plates and everything. It was just cruising around. No, you said they had a white one and then you like parked next to something else on the lot at the dealer. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. It was just parked next to a standard land cruiser, Yeah, but which I went on, I went on their website to try and see like if they, because they'll, you know, they got a couple TRD pro Tacomas there and like, well, they're like 2019 model years. How much could they be discounting them? They're discounting them like five grand. And then you go to look at the Land Cruiser, and it just says "call for price." Yeah. Like, uh, uh. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. That's that's gonna start with a nine. But even having <laughs> even having two of those on a lot, the the Heritage and the regular one, like that by itself oh, yeah. is amazing. It's, like <laughs> it's. I know. I know. And I'm very curious. Like I just noticed it today maybe maybe yesterday i don't know i was out road testing a car and um like making sure the shit wasn't broken right and saw it and did like the, the double take was like whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa you know um i'll have to take a look every few days and see if it's still there yeah my favorite part is when i roll into the local toyota dealer and they're like I call them vultures, but like the sales guys that are out there are always like, hey, what are you here for? I'm like, I know where I'm going. I'm going to the parts counter. Like, just let me go. Yep. Like, I've been here yeah. enough, guys. Well, that's it's probably more of a, a... I know. Trust me, I know. I, I, it's, it's more you know, about the turnover this. of guys there versus, like, mm-hmm. I've been there enough times. It's a fairly unique vehicle. You should know it, but a lot of guys going through. Yeah, I get that. But actually, in our travels on... Uh, on Sunday, Sam and I were, we went like 
supermarket hopping looking for stuff that we can't find nearby <laughs> and we went to a stop and shop and i first of all followed uh, an md miata into the parking lot and was like friends friend, you know trying to make <laughs> friends with the guy and he was completely oblivious and then we walked out of stop and shop and there was an almost identical land cruiser to yours really except it was white letters out and i don't think it was lifted okay it had bfgs the same color same generation it had KO2s, and I looked. I pointed at Sam, and I was like, "Look at that!" I'm stalking you now. It's like that. <laughs> it, yeah. It's like this is this is good. We need more of these. Like, I'm gonna buy one someday. <laughs> I'm sure Sam was so, okay with that. <laughs> oh God, no, not right now. <laughs> but uh, no, no, moving on. I, Sarah and I were discussing something the other day, and she was like, "I'm not spending any money," and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, like." I also don't want to spend any money right now. Like, uh, let's just mm. sit still. Let's keep a, a little yeah. cushion and see I how know. weird stuff gets. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, obviously, to, not to get political or talk about crazy economic stuff too much, but, but you know, you look at buying wheels on a Friday, and then as of, like, the next Tuesday, you're like, maybe I should just not spend the couple hundred bucks just in case. Exactly. You know? Right. That's kind of scary. That said, bought a lot of Disney stock. Did you? <laughs> yeah, Disney took a shit like two weeks ago and they're down like 30 bucks a share. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where you double your 401k uh, <laughs> contribution right now just because in six months to a year when things bounce back, like hopefully it bounces back even higher. Like Theoretically, yeah. So... Uh, now moving on to things that won't appreciate. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of bouncing back, but this is not a bounce back for Ram. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God, no. It's not that bad, though. Like, um, Okay, it's not that bad, but there's nothing that definitively makes it good. It's true. It It is. So we're talking about the 2020 Ram 1500. Laramie Southwest Edition. So we we get the Texas editions and we get the Bighorn edition and all that other crap that all the you know and Toyota does the ninth or uh seventeen fifty one. It's seventeen seventeen some seventeen ninety four or seventeen fifty four, whatever the fuck. Seventeen seventy six is. Um, is a beer. From New Belgium. Well, I know that bad. one. Yeah, I think it's not it, bad. Um I don't know. Whatever it is, it's it's basically they're like, how many cows can we stuff into the interior edition? Um, like, every manufacturer is doing it, and you're right. Ninety four, seventeen ninety four, ninety four, seventeen. Okay, well, it's seventeen ninety four, not nineteen seventy four. <laughs> that would be a big difference. Um, it's just like you open the thing, open the doors, and just disco blasting out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it's the Southwest edition because the Southwest region needed its own special Ram trim. Okay, I'm gonna pause this right here. Seventeen ninety four is maybe the lamest edition ever to apply to a Toyota because it's based off the founding year of a cattle ranch in te- Texas. Wow, what what does that's... that have to do with the Toyota truck? Like, uh, that's a marketing stretch by itself. Anyway, so hundred percent Southwest edition. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So they have the Lone Star Edition yep. Rams. That which that get sold everywhere. Everywhere. I, I've seen them up here. Yeah. 
which they smell fantastic. Because <laughs> it smells like what? it smells like a leather shop. Like you walk in and you're why, like, why does this? Why does this truck smell like hamburgers? <laughs> oh, not hamburgers, but good, good, good meat. Which the Southwest Edition uh, also looks like it should possibly smell that way. It just doesn't look like substantially differentiated and. It, I honestly, it's like a, it's a package. Yeah. It's a way for them to package equipment and move vehicles, you know, and that's all I'm really taking away it from is it. It is 100% a move that we expect the FCA group to make because it's, this is the Ram version of 12 different Wrangler trims. Oh my God. Yes. Or like the, you know, RT track or Daytona or something. It's yeah. like, okay, we... We spent um, $3,000 on stamping and on these stickers, and we're going to call it something different and sell all these cars. There's only um, one interior shot, but it looks it looks like... So, like, I think I test drove a Longhorn Edition. It had, bad. like, all the, like, twirly, frilly, like, Western, mm-hmm. like, stuff stitched into all the seats. This Okay, those like, are kind of fucking rad. Right. This looks like it has a Southwest version of that, like, on... Like the door cards, maybe some of the seats. Um, I see that. It, it just, for me, and especially so because the cup holders and the center console and the vents and all the switch gear are still black. Yeah. Putting light tan seats, you know, and brown steering wheel and dash and like inserts on the, like the center console and the door card. Not the door cards, but the like, grab handles on the door and everything it like you know fca is best for me when they hide all of the places things could go wrong yeah um like if you've ever been in like a 2015 or newer challenger or charger like the red seats are great but the only thing in the interior is that's red is the seats okay you know the dash is black the steering wheel's black, center console's black. Everything's black except the seats are bright red. Um, this is this is questionable. It, it's going to be a see it in person thing. Yeah. Which I hope they let us do because I like driving their trucks. Yeah, again, <laughs> my brother my brother has a, a fifteen hundred Rebel, and it's a fucking killer truck. Like it's enormous. It is way bigger than ninety nine percent of the truck buying community would ever need, but. It's a great truck. Dude, that's, I'm going to tease this for next show. That's one of the things that I took away from that thing that I drove that we were talking about earlier. Uh, how good <laughs> the, the thing, steering yes. was in tight spaces. Like, mm-hmm. it did not feel that it was over 200 inches long. Like, it felt... Right. It, it didn't feel like the extended edition. It felt like the short edition. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, this is what this should be. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, speaking of extended Moving editions, on. so that's enough of the uh, yeah, of the RAM. Uh, whatever. It, it, I, it's an appearance package. Cool. It really is. Excuse me. That's a seltzer break. <laughs> Liter- um, literally, if they want to drop one off and let me drive one for a week, I, I'll I'll go tour the countryside in it. But yeah, same. I'll I'll drive the Southwest version in the region furthest from the Southwest. <laughs> Why not? Um, the southwest version no, you of know the northeast. What? Exactly. 
It's like the opposite of the song from from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah, you're not eastbounded down. You're eastbounded no, uh, up. Uh, well, yeah. So, not really the opposite of the song. But then again, close enough. The first version of that song is westbounded down when they yeah. go to Texarkana. <laughs> um, no, you know what? You know what I really want to see Ram do, and like I'm sick of all the nonsense because we know they're going to do it it's not the trx like i'm just ready for like a new srt10 it doesn't even have to be an srt10 it can just be an srt8 with like the hellcat engine you know the demon engine oh god can you imagine a single cab short bed ram with a demon engine yes and we'll send it to greg and we'll let greg do more skids on an airport yes (laughs) like yeah right (laughs) Yeah, no. If anybody listening doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Greg, and I'm going to botch his last name, Cachadorian, I think, um, drove one of those, um, the reboot, quote-unquote, of the Ford Lightning, which was like a regular cab, single cab, uh, single cab, Jesus, short bed with like, what was it, like, 700 horsepower, 600 horsepower? Uh, I thought it was the twin-turbo EcoBoost and then with a map on it, so... Was that it? I think so. We'll have to find it. There's a there's a video. Um, I 100% but, will link it in the show notes. <laughs> please do. I'm going to look for it right it's now. solid but, SEO yeah, to link um, to another Hooniverse article, so I'm definitely going to make sure we right? do that. <laughs> the more, more sport trucks is better, honestly. Like I'm still looking at Tacoma Axe Runners like, hmm, that would be a fun uh, drift truck. Yeah, you can have some fun with that. They're already pretty low. Exactly. So let's let's verify what we're looking at here. Ruining tires with the Pioneer Ford built Lightning. Yeah, so it was definitely a dealer build. It is. It is not a production manufacturer built vehicle. This is a five liter okay. with a Roush Phase Two supercharger and six hundred fifty horsepower. See, sounds like a blast. Right. So Demon engine in a. Uh, yeah, we, they could even make a fucking Southwest Ram, <laughs> for all I care. They can um, do it on right, any I'm, model they want to put it on. Yeah. Supposedly, they're bringing the Dakota back, so maybe we'll get, like, a Dakota RT or something. You remember those with the 5.9? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it said Mag, V8 Magnum on the V8 side Magnum. of it. V8 yeah. Magnum, yeah. There they was a, the, a, uh, a dude, Durango I, too. dude I went to high school with had that had one of those trucks, and I was always like, that's too much engine for that tiny truck. Seriously, well, that's exactly the point. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that guy walked around and told everybody that he had a Magnum. Oh, I was aware of it. <laughs> he, he let me know. <laughs> okay. Uh, he asked me to tell anyway. me his name. I can't do that, but I can remember the, the V8 Magnum off the side of the truck. <laughs> I'm now far enough that's away from high school b- that I can't remember people's that, names. That's how car enthusiast brands work. It's like, I don't remember the guy's name, but it's like the guy that drives this. Yeah, okay, I, I know think who exactly I, that is. I think I pulled CTS first gen CTSV horsepower numbers out of my head the other day. Which four hundred four hundred? Uh, maybe I got it wrong then. Um, maybe it was second gen. The LS six car was it LS six? Yeah, LS six, and then they went LS two, right? Yeah, it was second. First gen it was CTSV? second gen because it made five hundred and fifty six oh. horsepower. And somebody, yes. somebody posted one. Eight miles per gallon. God. I'm going to have to find it real fast because it was amazing. 
and it was lifted and my reaction was like what could go wrong like that's 556 horsepower manual transmission with a lift yeah like I want with that. a lifted v yeah jesus Let's see if i can dig this thing out real fast um but no oh i found it and the best part was i remembered the horsepower number mm. just with mm -hmm. my brain without the help of the internet yeah. so the first gen ctsv was the ls6 haha 400 horsepower 395 pound feet of torque I, th uh, I think this is yeah and then it went to the ls2 man i know my ctsvs i think this is a uh a first gen car so i'm i'm wrong on 556 i put it in the in the yeah there you go because oh i saw that yeah i you saw see that. this thing it's got a winch yeah, and a snorkel yeah. and a light bar. It looks like somebody turned it into a Gambler 500 car, but... It looks like a Gambler 500 car and a Mad Max car combined, um, which is the greatest thing ever, because even if it's an LS6, like, it would still be far beyond enough power. Yeah, it was a Gambler car. Oh. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So, click the show notes, because that is yeah. killer. Yeah, they're working on um, uh, something else. <laughs> do no. I do genuinely wonder those first few years of the CTSV, they had serious, serious axle hop problems. So I'm kind of curious what happens when you put like you know 32s on it. Probably the same thing. It's Gambler. Who cares? <laughs> okay, just had to survive. Yeah, fair Speaking enough. Speaking of randomly, who cares? <laughs> let's let's go to our next topic. Uh, Speaking of the seventies, <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I wrote this up for Hooniverse, and when I wrote it up, I kind of touched on like I've been to uh, Carlisle All Truck Nationals in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, a mm -hmm. couple of times. I think I went, and at that show, there is a van life corner, and it's not full of the hipsters hashtag van life. It's full of people. Let's say not hashtag van life. Yeah. It is full of people that are like, they, I think they call it vanning instead of van life. Like, mm -hmm. they are interesting, to say the least. Uh, oh my God, this line, I'm reading your article now, this line in the in the second paragraph is fucking amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well done. Yeah. Is it the, all the owners all appeared to be really enjoyed the 60s and 70s? <laughs> they were very, very friendly and all the vans were themed. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, yes, that, that paragraph. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. That's funny. Anyways. So what this is, is it's a 1980 Dodge van that someone has made into a six-wheel van. So It's a very well-done build. Yeah, I don't think power goes to the second rear axle. I think it's only the first rear axle that has power. Um, I wasn't able to see anywhere in the pictures that I could like try to be like, oh, there's a diff going over, but no, it just looks like it's rear wheel drive only. And the interior... Yeah, well, first rear wheels being driven only. Yeah, the interior, I can smell it from the pictures. The interior is like full blown, like bounce kabow wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like every window is coated in shag, like as trimmed in shag. It looks like the roof has like acoustic tiles on it, like. But it's not sagging, which is good because so many of those you see, it's just like the headliners, like okay, you're gonna 
Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Don't want that. Not not sagging, but like it it's a magical looking van. <laughs> it really is. It's well done, you know? Like I I get the as I go deeper and deeper into the off-road stuff and I'm like, wow, there's so many cool like sports mobiles, you know, and all Dude. those things or um Oh god, what's or like you join off road makes amazing like yes. full lifted four by four. That's just a, I think it's like a handful of guys and they only do yeah four in like Colorado Colorado. lines. Yeah, but it's crazy and like all the four by four sprinters. So the, I look at vans and I'm like, okay, so you want to drive around the country and live out of car and just like see shit? That's the move. But something like this, it's kind of egregious but it's also it looks so well done that like i'm I'm not mad about it the only thing that's kind of weird is that port window looks like it came off a submarine see from the outside though it's stained glass like if you look at it on the exterior shot so like is it? yeah it's kind of it's very 70s. oh yeah it's very uh, of questionable strength that's kind of scary yeah I mean, nothing about this says rigidity. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't buy this for the safety. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you might be able to catch something in here. <laughs> yeah. Read the article, everybody. Yeah. So I'll obviously I'll post it up and post oh, the link God, to it. So good. Uh, um, yeah. Wow, that's that's a different Dude, one. He he um, wanted twelve grand for it, and I'm assuming he sold it because it's. The Craigslist ad doesn't work anymore. <laughs> or flag for removal or some shit. I maybe. Mean, twelve grand. Maybe that's what it's worth to him. The person buying that for twelve thousand dollars is either trying to be the exact perfect buyer for that or just has too much money. See, I also um, think it could be a sweet Radwood van. If somebody rolled into Radwood with one of these, it's an eighty, like Oh, for sure. Like that that's one way to kind of dominate. For sure, you could probably pull the seats out and like fit like a uh, like a Grom in there. Yeah. Like a small. What's the um, Honda? The Moto Combos. Oh god, Moto Combos. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely could, could fit something in there for sure. Fit a couple of those like side by side in there. And the um, rear bench the, could still become a bed. Seriously, but you know that whole back end may just fall off. That's all. So also you never true. know. Also true. So yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. It was fun to look at. It's good. I liked it. Paint scheme is killer. So next next up is bad news. Next up is real sad news. Um, on the never ending and perpetually increasing in sadness list of events that have been canceled because of COVID nineteen, Moab Easter Jeep Safari. It sucks. Very man. sad. I was I it does I was going for like five days. <laughs> I know it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Um, obviously, less of a bummer than everybody getting together out in, you know, in Utah and getting sick yeah. from a huge, <laughs> huge meeting of of off road people. But it, it's still a bummer. Um, it there, there a few websites are keeping lists of all of the automotive events that have been postponed or just outright canceled due to the spread of coronavirus, but. The off-road community is different. You know, so many people take off-roading as a way to escape and a way to get away from their everyday life and, you know, clear their minds. And that's like the crux of the hobby is 
taking, you know, this uh, vehicular thing you enjoy and applying it to something where you can get away. Um, and for an event that basically bases its whole existence on that, it for that to get canceled is a bummer. Um, and I'm sure Jeep isn't happy. They probably spent huge sums of money trying to get things prepared for their concepts and for Yeah, I'm looking forward to and, the concepts of those those are always yeah, cool. They're always fun. Um every year they release new concepts. Well, like outlandish things that they'll never build, but that are just fun and just like enjoyable for the off road community to look at. But they had to pull the plug and I don't doubt for a second that was a tough call to make. Um as in the same vein as it's been for every event that's been canceled to have been so, but but it's shitty. And uh, the only hope is that by not holding it, they can contribute to the flatten the curve idea here. And that next year we can have Moab Easter Jeep Safari and it can be bigger and better than ever. Hopefully. I'm all, I'm all for it. Oh, what was that? That no, was a different article. Sorry, uh, I was looking at the the map of by by states, and Utah is one of the. They have more than Kansas, but they're not. Yeah, they're not That's, like one of the bad states yet. But like Illinois, California, New York, like us. Yeah, yeah. You New York's scary. Um, I live maybe twenty minutes from the border, New York. You know and. Most of my friends and family live in New York, if not the city, then like Westchester and surrounding vicinities. Um, it's scary, you know. Yep. It's it's definitely scary. And wash your hands. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your fucking hands, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stay don't go home out. if you can stay <laughs> wash home. Wash your hands. Yeah. Like I don't want to be preachy, and I'm sure you don't want to do the same. But like this isn't a joke. Um, it's not airborne contagious, but it's definitely something that you can help prevent by doing your part and not acting like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just if just know that it, if your safety affects more than just you, that's 100%. 100%. And, and anti vaxxers have got real quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. The memes on that have been so good. It's like, oh, so now we're listening to the CDC. Yeah. So just go finally. Ahead. Well, maybe you should also vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Um, no. If you think you're sick, if you know somebody who's sick, if you've been around somebody who's sick, just stay home. Yep. You know, don't get anybody else sick. It's more than just about you. And that's all I'll say. It's worth it. Uh, we it's fucking talk about this. <laughs> yeah, we talk about this all day at work, and it's all you can see on social media. But, uh, but. It's not going to decrease in infections unless if we if everybody does their part. And if the only thing you can do for that is to cough into your elbow and wash your fucking hands nine times every 20 minutes, do that. Yeah. That's better than nothing. It's practical. Stay home, stay home. <sighs> All right. Okay. Personal updates. Personal updates. <laughs> Venting done. So the Land Cruiser finally had some work done to it. And I have a two-year-old that's about to come participate. 
She How ran. does she feel about the uh, Land Cruiser being done? Oh, she was very <laughs> excited. Um, so I finally got it into, I've got, uh, I'm actually going to give him a shout out. So it's Can- Kansas City Autosport. Uh, buddy Dan, uh, shop, shop manager, owner. I'm not quite sure what Dan's title is, but uh, he, he's got a bunch of really good guys. And so I got my Dobinson Lift Springs installed. Dan's shop uh, does a lot of German cars, and okay. he himself is a rally enthusiast. So when it came to my older SUV, um, he mm-hmm. they, they understood quickly what I was looking for, and I think one of their one of his guys used to be a Toyota tech, so that that okay. was handy. So they know their shit. Yeah, that guy was immediately like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing here." Um, oh, this looks like a nice little shop. Yeah, they've they ran. He, this is like how I would want to build my ideal shop. Yeah, he and another guy named Cameron ran up the rat. They have a, a Subaru that they race for stage rally. And what was the stage rally that was up in like Michigan? Was it, was it snow rally? Is that what oh. they called it? Um, it's not like thousand acre wood or whatever. No, no, no. Thousand right? acre wood got canceled. Uh, so oh. yeah, it's snow snow drift rally uh, up in Atlanta, Michigan. So Ew. they ran their Subaru in that. They they tie a monkey to the back of the car, and mm-hmm. I guess Dan took a corner wide and clipped the mailbox, and so it wrecked the wing, <laughs> and the monkey fell off. But they oh. used social media. They found the monkey. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So they that's got their monkey back. At its best. Yeah, they got their monkey back, but. Completely off topic here. So, uh, four, four Dobinson lift springs, new rear shocks. The Dobinson springs. What was on there before? OMA. Yeah, they were twenty-five year old springs. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Okay. They had never been touched, um, and to be honest, they weren't terrible. It was just, it was time for something. Oh new. wait a minute. I said, oh, I meant Old Man Emu, not OEM. Oh, no, they were OEM. I didn't realize that those that was the actual, like, original yeah. shit on there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the, the so the front shocks I changed out last year when one of the spindles on the right front actually just rusted off the, the, the spindle that goes through that, like, bolts on. Um, I, hit a, I hit a pothole and all of a sudden heard a thunk on the right front. And then all of a sudden that right front was kind of floaty. Because that, that shock wasn't doing any dampening on the spring. Right, um, right. So, yeah, so I got new front shocks last year. Just got the new rear shocks put on. We only did the front U-joints. They said that the rears looked really good, and they greased those. And mm-hmm. they actually had to take the... Huh? What menu, What company were the shocks? Uh, they were... They weren't... Um, oh, man. The actual name of the Sorry. Company. I think it's like... Tokyo. I didn't... I think it's, so it's whatever shock Toyota put on, I put on the same shock, mm-hmm. and I want to say it's like Tokiku, Tokiko, 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 sound right? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's literally like an OEM shock again. So um, okay. Dan did say that like, if I want to do like serious, serious off-roading, I'd probably need to look at replacing the shocks because they don't have enough mm-hmm. travel distance. Um, okay. Like if I you could go, probably get away with even like a 5100 or something. Yeah, that's something simple. Do- and Dobinson has shocks to go with their kit that I would probably mm-hmm. um, gotcha. source out from them. Um, so how much height did you gain just not, from the springs? Not as much as I thought. Um, After it settled, right? It probably looked like a bit at first and then it settled. Yeah, and 
it, it's settled, it, it's sitting nice, and as I get into it, I only feel like I'm stepping up a little bit. Like, I don't feel like it's much at all okay. to step up into it. Um, and then I got it aligned, and I got all the tires balanced. So maybe I've added an inch or two. Um, yeah, not nothing. Yeah. Inch makes a big, big difference. God damn it. I knew I was <laughs> when I delivered that one. <laughs> I mean, it was there, so. The, the crappy part, though, is, like, at speed the vibration that I was dealing with still is there. So mm-hmm. now, only at speed. Yeah. Like, like as I'm driving faster, I can feel it. So I think, I, I think my left front wheel bearing is a little loose. I just need to get in there mm-hmm. and retighten that since it's mm. the spring is two years. How many miles has it been? It's been okay. So yeah. So it might, it might've worked itself can... loose a little bit, even though it's not supposed to kind of crap. Yeah. Um, so I ne- that's actually I need to do front pads too, and so hopefully one of these oh, weekends. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, one of these weekends while I'm just kind of like hanging out at the house, I'll uh, I might what I else might you do? Uh, avoid the, or I might walk over to my neighbor's house and grab his um, axle nut <laughs> or uh, axle nut socket, <laughs> yeah. and so meet him in the street. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll let him set it down, and then I'll spray it down with Lysol, and then I'll come and that's pick right. it up, and then we'll. We'll use it on the truck. <laughs> right. Thank you. Here's your beer to say thank you. You like leave it on the ground yes. and walk away. Also spray it down with Lysol um, just in case. <laughs> well, that's those are good improvements, finally. Yeah, we did Curious all... Curious to we, see pictures. Yeah, we did all that and then just literally... I've got... I've, I'm, but with the Sequoia in the driveway now, like we have four vehicles at our house that none of them are moving. Like every couple of days, I'm going to go out and start some stuff. Like... Mm. So Land Cruiser, Sequoia, Highlander, Forerunner, Forerunner. and Highlander. Yep. So you literally have a four Toyota garage. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Goddamn. Everything works. Well, that's good. I mean, you have, yeah, I've, I, I've been there. I, I've had, uh, I at one point had the 05 Forerunner, the 18 Forerunner, and the MR2 all parked next to each other and was like, this is not good it's not healthy so, i had a buddy send there. me a picture from where he was over the weekend it was a dude i think down near wichita who has a couple of 80 series land cruisers and then has the mr2 and i was like i really nice. really want to get in an mr2 but i'm assuming as soon as i try to i'm not gonna fit there uh it, it's tight yeah. it's it's pretty tight i mean the headroom isn't terrible it's just that the firewall like behind, well, wasn't was it uh, AW eleven or twenty? I'm not sure. Boxy or round? Boxy. Boxy. Yep. Okay, those are tiny. Yeah, you're not getting that. No chance. Yeah. Not at your height. No way. Yeah, no. Too tall for that. Um. Yeah, the, those are fucking tiny. The tw- I had a twenty. I, it wasn't road legal. It was a garbage vehicle. Um, a project that never became a project, really. Really. But even so, like the seat would barely slide enough for like me to be comfortable and i'm like 510 on my tippy toes you know yeah (laughs) i was 510 before my back surgery and i lost an inch from that so you're not you're not getting in that comfortably um it's a zoo here tonight (laughs) (laughs) that's all right uh yeah well good at least you have some progress to make and some time to do it now that you're uh quarantined yeah sweet you want to talk about your quad? 
Yeah, yeah. I made the maiden voyage on the quad. Uh, went up to this club that I've been waiting to join for a while. So it's like a private club on private property, and you have to get you have to go to this member meeting, um, and then go on like a tour, quote unquote, ride, where you basically just have to prove to the members you're not an asshole and not going to ride like a moron. Um, and then after that, like once I was finally able to do the tour and like complete the tour, I went out with my dad and my brother on the trails for a little while since they've been members at this place for a couple of years now. Um, and it was great. The quad, quad ran great. Um, it was the first time really like out on the trails. Oh no, it was the first time out on the trails at all on the quad. And um, it was also the first time in 15 years of riding ATVs that I woke up the next day and wasn't sore, wow. which was nice for a change. Yeah, so, you know, huge, huge difference in going from uh, a 12 or 11-year-old brute force or however old it was with dead suspension and no power steering to a quad with, like, good suspension and power steering. Yeah. Uh, huge 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 difference um but yeah it was great and then we had a the the riding itself was pretty easy um i I used four-wheel drive once just to make sure that it worked and it worked great and then at the end of the day we had a little debacle is the (laughs) best way to put it uh so we have so we when we go off-roading now we have my dad's Silverado. He's got a 2500 HD, um, a 2007. And we have a flat car trailer that we put my dad's Polaris Razor and my brother's Can-Am Commander on. And we all kind of come together and put all this shit together. And because there's no extra room on the trailer, the, the Scrambler, my quad, goes in the bed of the truck. <laughs> and we take like these old ATV ramps and go from the trailer into the truck. Um, oh, God. And... This was like end of the day, and and before like long before we had this setup, we had another trailer, um, and my brother would put his quad in the back of the truck. This was when he had like a Yamaha Wolverine, and they, we never had a problem. We had a problem on Saturday. <laughs> uh, I I went to, I went up the ramps from the trailer to the tailgate, and then I let off the throttle like maybe a quarter like i backed off and and the scrambler has this weird clutching where it it like doesn't engage the drivetrain until it hits like 3200 rpm or something okay and letting off the throttle just that much allowed it to slow and then kick the tires back on in four-wheel drive and my dad in the back of his truck has this old like weather tech mat from like probably four vehicles ago. Okay. And he just keeps it in the bed so he can reach in and pull the mat and grab stuff instead of having to like reach all the way in. Yeah. So the front tires at this point were on the mat and the back tires were on the ramps, which in my end of day cold and laziness didn't like strap down at all. Oh no. And the front tires grabbed the mat, shot the mat backwards. Rear tires just went spinning on the ramps and kicked the ramps out. And the quad just fell. (laughs) So it was like perched with the front tires up on the tailgate, like just barely in the bed. And the rear tires were down like below the tailgate between the trailer 
and the truck itself. Oh, man. And it was just kind of, like, hanging there. And I, I just, like, fell down with the quad and was like, oh, this is fucked. So you, you <laughs> basically like, set the, like, rear diff uh, from the quad <clears throat> on, like, the trailer neck? Like, on the... So close. So there's a box on the front of the trailer where there, we keep, like, tie-down straps and all, and yeah. all that kind of crap. And it, the box was just wide enough that it, it like, perched on both rear tires. Oh. But it was narrow enough that it was stuck, like, okay. between the actual wheels. Um, I'll, I'll send you a picture, and we'll <laughs> post it in the show notes. But the three of us, my dad, my brother, and I kind of sat there for, like, 10 minutes we're like wow let's just kind of think of fuck. think through the next steps yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, we did like we didn't really have a plan it was like okay so the quad doesn't have a winch you can't like shit rig something and and pull it forward um I, yeah so luckily a couple guys that i had actually been with on the tour earlier in the day came down to the parking lot and got into their trucks and saw the a fiasco going on and they came over and like you guys want some help? And I was like, yeah, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up just like lifting the quad and throwing it in. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, getting shit for that one's going to last a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. So, I would definitely not let you forget that if I had been there. <laughs> it, it was amazing. Like we've gone on so many rides and we've done so much of this that we got back to the parking lot and I was thinking in my head, I was like, nothing happened. Nobody got stuck. Nobody broke anything. It's like you're not supposed to think that. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not, yeah, you're not supposed to say it, and like I'm not superstitious. You're not supposed to say it, and you're definitely not supposed to, you know, think it. And that immediately happened. Um, thankfully, easy enough to get out of it. And then I went over on Sunday to my parents' house and looked at the quad, and the right front's flat. <laughs> so something all. So you happens. did get flat. <laughs> you just didn't know it yet. I did. Yeah, yeah. And it was we were on the trail, and I was like that tire. <laughs> and then uh, it's and then I you know I pulled it off the quad and, and there's nowhere at all that it looks like it could be leaking from, so hmm. that's to be revisited and probably just going to be pumped up to like double the psi before I go down the trail every time. Sweet. So that's it. Cool. That's that was Those a lot. My updates. <clears throat> my uh, <laughs> my off road hacker tip is don't be a moron. Tire ramps down and take anything out that the front tires could throw when you're loading a quad into the tail into the uh, bed of a truck. Yeah, so, we didn't even need to write one. You just kind of brought your own that time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could have written that before this even happened. Um, yeah, sweet. Let's wrap it up then. By doing. Yep. So you can go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes. Turns out uh, a lot of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, I, uh, you might have noticed if you weren't able to find the shows and you might have had to search for it again, we changed, uh, hosts for the podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember if we talked about this last time or not. So if you're not nope. getting, I episodes, think this was, yeah, it was because we recorded two in the same week. This kind of got glanced over. Yeah. So, uh, people are listening to our shows. Uh, we got, Canadian listeners, Australian listeners, that's not surprising. Joel's been on the podcast. Uh, Thanks, Joel. Norwegian, <laughs> Czech, Slovakian, U Ukraine, and Netherlands are also on the list, which is a little interesting. Um, but yeah, almost most people are listening through Apple Podcasts, so that's pretty sweet, actually. Yep. Yep. So Thank you, everybody. 
yeah, leave us a rate or review anywhere, really. Um, mm-hmm. Follow uh, what we write on Hooniverse. Uh, I, it's been a little slow lately for a lot of us, I think. Um, yeah, I haven't written anything in a few weeks. I need to get my act together and, and put something up there. Yeah, I think it's just everybody trying to figure out our new routines, and then maybe maybe it comes back in a little more fuller force. <laughs> yep. Um, you can follow Hooniverse on The Hooniverse on Twitter, The Real Hooniverse on Instagram. Uh, I am at Overlanding Dad on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at No Not Like the One from Friends on Instagram. Still. Still. You can follow the show. We are Off the Road AGN on Twitter and then Off the Road Again podcast on Instagram. I need to update that one in my show notes because, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's it. I think we'll finish Wash again with Wash Your Hands and Flatten the Curve. Let's do it. Stay home. Yeah. Yep. Stay healthy. Don't contribute to the problem. Yep. I, I do like the, the right. idea of uh, dudes like, I'm social distancing. But I was like, dude, you had to touch a gas pump at some point. Like, yes. Oh, God, yeah. Yes, it's great to get out there and you're by yourself out there. But, like, getting there and getting home, like, just just stay home. Just, please. <laughs> the, uh, the, the quote-unquote social distancing posts from, like, off-road people is, like, I think every channel has posted something witty with social distancing being the commentary. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm fucking guilty. I posted something with like a witty snarky <laughs> thing in it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Wash your hands, people. Yep. Please. please. All right. We'll see you next time. All right.